Hello everyone, Coach Joe here and welcome to the Magellan Network Podcast, where you'll learn the rules and tools for success in the financial services industry to become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search the Magellan Network Podcast with Coach Joe on SoundCloud or iTunes. With that said, let's get into it. Hi, this is your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to this episode of the uh, Magellan Network Show. Hope everybody's doing well, everybody's staying safe. And uh, yes, if you're on the uh, video portion, you see that uh, one of my companions, uh, Doug the dog, that's what he's actually called, he's a rescue, uh, is hanging out in my office, and uh, hopefully he's not going to snore too loud uh, through this. So uh, I want to come to you guys today, and I want to talk to you about just some conversations I'm having with my clients, and I think this is really important in terms of kind of setting the, setting the stage for what our industry, what the opportunities are going to be going forward. I think, you know, when I, when I look at some of my clients, so I'll, I'll give you one very, uh, very uh, important example. So I've got one of my clients who's been with me many, many years. Uh, his lease is coming up uh, at the end of this year. It's, uh, you know, just the, just the lease part is 5,000, not including all the other stuff you have to do around keeping an office going. Uh, his assistant is retiring at the end of this year. Uh, he has a junior advisor. And uh, so we're in a conversation, and uh, and his office has not been open. Uh, he's uh, he's actually in New York City, uh, so he's sequestered. His junior person sequestered, and his assistant sequestered. So they're like in three points, uh, not, not even you know not even in the same state in, in one regard. And and we're talking, and and he goes, you know, what should I do at the end of this year? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, my lease is up. I said, yeah, okay. So what do you think? What do you think your options are? He goes, well, you know, I've been doing, I've been using Zoom and GoToMeeting with my clients, and they tend to like it. Uh, bulk of my clients have retired; they're down in Florida full time, so we're doing it that way, and they kind of enjoy it. Um, you know, my, you know, my staff is okay. You know, it could be better, but at the end of the day, um, you know, I could put five thousand dollars back in my pocket uh, if I just found a Regis and I just work from home. I said, that's always a possibility, and and I said, you know, you got to think about it. You know, from our, if you look at our industry. Um, and I talked about this 15 years ago. Uh, what do we do? What, what, what's our deliverables? And I want you to think about this for a second. It's information and intellectual capital slash intellectual property, right? Your recommendations, your IP, and information. All that's digitized. All that's virtualized, right? There's no real physical requirement to be in the presence of a financial advisor. There is none. As long as you can do digital signatures and you're paperless, you're ready to go, right? So what would hold an advisor back? Just obsolete thinking, you know, just uh, reading an article in Investment News a couple weeks ago that, you know, if there's advisors and like my group, we're growing our businesses, you know, we're adapting, we're seeing where the opportunities are and we're, we're stepping into that. And then I read about these other advisors who are like, well, I can't see anybody. Uh, nobody can come to the office. I can't go see them. We can't do seminars, so we're out of business, right? That is not that is a fixed mindset, not a flexible mindset. So the game in our world right now is flexible mindset. If you're operating with a fixed mindset, which is you can't change or don't want to, look, I'll be blunt. You're going to be obsolete. I know you may not want to hear that. Uh, it may cause some of you to unsubscribe from what I'm doing, and I appreciate that, and I totally respect it. But I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke because you guys want to hear something different. You know, um, I've been predicting, uh, not because of COVID-19, but I've been predicting the virtualization of our industry because economically it has to happen. It's too overhead dependent. 
And so this is just now forcing the biggest beta test in the history of our industry with virtualization. And guess what? It works. Yes, there's some nuances, but let me share with you. So getting back to my client. So we're really we're coming up with a game plan where we're going to uh, not renew the lease in the office. And, I, and, it, and I'll tell you this, if you're in the commercial real estate business, that's a business I don't want. That in the travel game, I don't want to be around for decades, right? Going to get rid of the office. We're going to get a Regis. You know, we'll get a, we'll get a Regis thing. We can pop around all the boroughs now, right? If we need to, right? It'll be we'll save eighty percent of our overhead. Uh, they were talking about the assistant now. His assistant's over six figures, right? New York City, things like that. Um, so when they retire, like, what are we going to do? And, I, and he goes, well, I, and so we're, you know, we're, he's thinking kind of this way. And I go, and when, which is very like, kind of, well, we got to find somebody around locally. And I go, wait, wait, we're virtual. Why do we need to do that? Why can't we go find somebody in Oklahoma or Nebraska or South Dakota who's very good at what they do? Or maybe a, a military spouse who gets has to travel, right? And uh, we could probably, you can probably get a highly capable person for half. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're putting $100,000 back in the black ink on the P&L. Interesting, right? And and we're just talking about this, and and then I can, I can hear the light, I can hear the gears turning, right? The light bulbs are coming on, things like that. And I think that's what's really important as in our industry. There's so much, you know, you can look at this as oh my gosh, or you can look at this as you know what? Here's maybe an opportunity to do a real shift pivot, right? And, and I and look, and, and I know there'll be advisors who are going to be stuck in the legacy models, and I think there'll be organizations that are going to be fixed in their thinking. Uh, but I'm going to just, you know, look, I'm always going to be an honest person here. I always, I always back up what I, what I want to talk about. And I don't really care who I upset or who I piss off. I've never really, that's never been my marching order. But here's what I really truly believe. I think the model of the future, and, and look, there's three, there's three practice models, right? There's the, the lifestyle model, the ensemble model, and the enterprise model. And I'll explain all three real quick. So the lifestyle model is the easiest one to virtualize, right? I've got clients who virtualize them now. You know, work from home, part-time virtual assistant. Uh, you know, we won't get into taxation or anything like that, but typically uh, uh, profits before tax, 80, 85%. Where's your overhead? Right, you're doing everything virtual. You're working by referrals. I mean, it's it's a beautiful model. You know, th there are, there are entities that that gross one to two million dollars a year top line, but by the time they get done paying the overhead, the marketing, all the da da da, you know, the owner's making, you know, the founder owner's making three to five hundred thousand dollars. Well, I can have a guy make three to five hundred thousand dollars with 150 households working part time with 80 percent less BS. Right? Interesting. So the ensemble model looks like the, again, looks like the lifestyle model, but it has maybe a junior advisor, maybe another professional. Again, it could be virtual. They could be 1099 outsourcers, right? Uh, you can do a million to $2 million top line, again, with some really good profitability there. And again, a lot less BS, right? Very good, right? Now, both those um, also have the prerequisite that they're independent. You cannot do this in a wirehouse. They won't let you. Uh, they'll tell you that you can do it, but they really you're going to be under the thumb. And why would I why would I give half my my top line away when I'm not getting anything for it? What some crappy technology and some uh, behind the times compliance? Like where's the value prop in that? It just doesn't exist. Um, so then we get into so the one model I was always interested in is the enterprise model, right? Which is you know multiple partners, multiple advisors, half a half a billion to a billion, two, three, four billion dollars under management. You know, could, does that always have to be bricks and mortars? Or can you virtualize that? 
And you know, we've, it's been interesting the last six weeks, we've had to trial by far, and I've got some clients that have those level of enterprises. And what we're finding is, yes, it is possible to build an enterprise level organization, multi-billion dollars, with a very small footprint, everybody working remotely. And that to me has been the game changer. Because now I sit there and say, okay, so what do you really need? And you know, it goes back to what we do as advisors, right? So, so what, what is it that, what is our, our deliverables, right? And think about this. You provide information and intellectual property, i.e. your consulting, your recommendations, right? And you provide relationship, right? That's what we do. Three things, right? They all, all could be virtualized because they've had to be with everything going on, right? And I am under, and I am not under any illusion that they, this thing's going to go magically back to the way it was. I don't think there is going back. I think there's just the way it is, right? Um, plus or minus. And I think the advisors who can adapt to it are going to have because look, the boomers are still retiring. Advisors are going to retire. I think they're retired at a higher level now. I think some of the advisors who are fixed mindset, been at this thing for a while, they're not going to want to adapt. They're not going to know how to adapt. They're not going to want to go through the energy of it, ad- adaptation, and they're going to call it a career. Fine, great. But this is a seminal event in our industry. Make no mistake about this. You know, you look at, um, if you read it, you know, I've been doing a lot of research at other industries. Like, you know, I've been, I follow investment banking anyway because I, I like following that. And, you know, I'm looking at how investment bankers and, and, you know, leaders are talking about how their organizations are going to transform. Like uh, the Barclay CEO said, you know, why would I want to have 4,000 people in one building? It makes no sense to me. Uh, investment bankers are not jumping on airplanes to visit clients. They're doing things with Zoom calls, and they're being with their children and their families, and they got balance. And, and you know, most investment bankers burn out. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty intense industry, and you burn out pretty quick. You make your money, and hopefully you don't get a heart attack, and, and you live ever after. Now you can stretch that career out because the game's going to change, right, going forward. So I started looking at all these other things. You know, telemedicine, great example there. You know, we're virtual doctor appointments, you know. I mean, there's things that are happening that you would never never see, well, how the, how's that going to work? Our, our profession is perfectly suited for it. I mean, dentists have to, you know, I mean, you're going to have to go physically see a dentist right now. Um, lawyers, you know, if you're in litigation, you, you know, right now until they go, the courts become virtual, right? Um, you know, if you, the courts aren't open, it's hard to practice, right? Unless you're doing other things. Our game, ubiquitous. Just we're there. Just got to embrace it. But there will be fallout. There will be winners and losers in this game. Make no mistake about that. Who is going to win? The advisors who, who, who embrace virtualization, again, whether your lifestyle model, ensemble model, or enterprise model, doesn't matter. Virtualization and profitability are where it's at. Now, some of you are sitting there and saying, well, how do you, how do you develop business, right? Take everything you've done and put it up. Make it put it in the cloud, right? So, for example, I've got clients instead of doing a rollover workshops, uh, you know, that, hey, with dinner and all that jazz, right? Hey, we're doing we're gonna we're doing either Zoom webinars or we're doing Evergreen where the content's recorded uh, and it's like a funnel and people watch it and then they go and get an opportunity to have a Zoom a Zoom meeting with the advisor, hundred percent virtual, digital marketing, hundred percent, right? And and that's where the game is going to be. You can get a referral. Uh, look, I've operated, you know, it's interesting. So my practice, uh, when I left New Jersey 20 years ago, I literally had a bricks and mortars game. I had a, uh, like a Regis style office. And uh, I used to go visit my clients first when I first started out. Then I got a, I got smart and I got a Regis and people come to me. And then after a while, people don't want to come. They said, hey, I don't want to come in. Can we just do it over the phone? This is like 1995, 1996. Uh, I remember I had, a, I, was, I had a small computer in AOL. I remember the ding dings in my office. That's how long I've been at this thing. Um, 
And when I moved to Florida, I lost one client, maybe two out of, out of my, everybody was already used to me working virtually. And so for 20 some odd years, you know, we built this house, I built this office. I, you know, it hasn't affected, oh, the fact I can't travel and I can't go to my favorite restaurants right now, my gym's closed. I mean, you know, my, my business really hasn't been affected at all uh, with everything. And, uh, and it serves as a model for, some, for many of my clients, the way I operate, right? Virtual team, everything. So that's where our industry is going. You know, so whether again, you're, you're, uh, and I know some of you are sitting there going, yeah, but I like the office or I've got little kids at home or I don't want to be home. Look, I get that. So, so maybe you're going to maintain a small suite, right? For you. So place to go, do your thing. Fine. But you don't need all this overhead is my point. And here's the other thing it does. It gives you locational independence. I want you to think about this. So if you're doing your game in a place where, you know, if you, if I, if I can say, Hey, uh, if you could live anywhere in the United States or maybe anywhere in the world, where, where would you live, right? And if you say where I am right now, then you're good. But chances are most people would say, I want to live there, or at least I want to spend more time there, right? This gives you the opportunity to do that. This gives you the opportunity to do that. Where if you're like in Chicago, right? And uh, hey, I like Chicago. I have, I've been in Chicago. I like it in the summer too. You want to see me set foot in that sucker in the winter, right? So what do you do? Hey, I do my thing in Chicago where it's nice, and then in the winter I go to Arizona, I go to Naples, I go wherever I want, I take my, I, I take my game to wherever I want to take it to, right? And I, I go rent a house or whatever I want to do, maybe I'll buy a second home, and uh, maybe at some point you even domicile in a low-tax state, right? You do some tax arbitrage, which is great. And, and you go do that, right? And, and you have your lifestyle, you have your game, you have your business, you have your net worth, you have everything the way you want it. These are not hypotheticals, by the way. I have clients who are doing this today. They've done this before all this. This is not a hypothetical conversation. This is what's going on. So then you got to sit there and say to yourself, okay, so, um, and, and I think this is also very important. For the last several weeks, you know, a lot of us have been in scarcity survival mode, right? You're like, I just want to get through this thing. And I want to now offer you a different, a different possibility. A, a different viewpoint. What ha- what would happen if you use this as a way to redesign what you do? You take this this terrible situation, and you say, you know what? I'm learning how to virtualize everything. I'm learning how to lead virtually with my team, communicate with my clients, get new clients. I'm learning everything without bricks and mortar. Right? And I'm not saying maybe you don't have a small, you know, like a Regis type thing to go meet with clients when you need them, but clients don't care. Here's the funny thing. You know, I think clients have finally come to the conclusion that they don't care how big your office is or what building it's in or how you dress or anything like that. I mean, not, not that you can't be, you know, you know sloppy, but they, what they care about, do you act as a fiduciary? Do you have their back? That's what they care about. Period. So these are things that we all as an industry need to go ahead and understand going forward. That you know, this is the way the game is going to be played you know, forever. And so you've got to start looking at things and say, okay, how's my technology, right? How are my business partners, right? And, and look, for some of, you, some of you men or women in, in larger firms, look, you're going, to have a, you're going to have a moment of reckoning. And for some of you leaders who might get a hand on this, uh, may get a copy of this, you have a choice to make. Either you're going to find a way to serve advisors in a virtual manner, with a different cost structure, by the way, and different economic deal, or you're going to cease to exist in 10 or 20 years. Period. Maybe even sooner.
our industry now is going to shift because it has to. I am looking forward to that for that new world because we've been building it here inside of Magellan Network for over a decade. And now it's here. So if any of this made sense to you, number one, share it with your colleagues, right? Let's talk about this. Number two, ask yourself, what would happen if I was never allowed to go back in my office for whatever reason? Just wasn't allowed back in. Done. Forever. What would I do? Next question. Am I living the life and lifestyle in the location that I always would want? Or would, or would I want to go somewhere else or spend more time somewhere else so I can have more of my ultimate life and lifestyle? You know, I've always said being a financial advisor is like a platform. It's a vehicle of, to create the ultimate life and lifestyle. But it's only a vehicle. It's only a platform. It does not happen automatically. You have to be able to shift, change, do the work, and make it happen. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching this episode of the Magellan Network Show. I look forward to seeing you on future future episodes. And like I said, please like this podcast. Uh, you know, follow me on on YouTube if you like. Uh, get the word out. And uh, if you have any questions, reach out. Thank you. So there you have it. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. I would like a 14-day free trial to the Magellan Network to get better at business development, practice management, personal development, and overall create the ideal vision for yourself and your business. Please visit MagellanNetwork.net. That's MagellanNetwork.net and claim your 14-day free trial. As always, I'm here to help you become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. And with that, I'll catch you next time on the Magellan Network Podcast with me, your host, Coach Joe. Take care.